変身
Yeah. Is, so is this stage show like after the events of game or? Yeah. It's like. Oh, sweet. Him post. I'm pretty sure like he like the plot is like he falls in a hole and finds like a secret civilization full of like people <laughs> that are like that have like prototype loxies. He has to like stop them from going to war. Just like top tier anime bullshit. Yeah, I love Takatoro. But besides that, uh, has there been anything in like pop culture, like media that like you've been looking at this week that like is like worth a mention? Uh, so on my YouTube channel, I'm uh, making a transition into doing anime openings, uh, reactions, not doing anime openings, but anime opening <laughs> reactions. And, uh, I just got back into watching ReZero. I know I'm a couple years late, but season two did come out this year and I heard it's fire. So I'm, I'm trying to catch up with, uh, ReZero to get onto that. But, uh, other than that, um. Not much. Uh, the same old, same old. And I just finished an old classic anime called Wolf's Rain, which was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like Cowboy Bebop meets uh, Name Any Werewolf type movie. <laughs> but uh, it was really good. I really liked it a lot. I recommend Wolf's Rain and uh, ReZero. And uh, what about you, Kip? What you been watching? Uh, so weirdly enough, um, I'm always looking for things that um, that I can show my girlfriend. Like Also just like pop culture, she might have missed stuff. So I was like, what's a good, what's a good thing that like, she wasn't allowed to watch stuff like Dragon Ball Z or like Sailor Moon, but like she loved it. So like my thought was like, what's something from that time that's going to be perfect for her? And then I remembered that Inuyasha existed. Mm. (laughs) And Inuyasha, if you don't know, uh, is just the perfect, like it was right there at the start of like the Hot Topic times. It was like... (laughs) a very good like romantic like anime to it like was like action fun but like it's like very much like before the big like YA boom mm-hmm. it was around but it very much fits in that mold because just like here's this like half diva guy here's this girl and they're like going adventures and being like all like snarky and it's the perfect show I think for like that just like me getting like some like battle manga like shown and stuff but also just like it's so funny <laughs> where are you watching it at? Um, I think the first two seasons of the dub are on Netflix. Okay. So I'm not sure how it's broken up like season wise. Like maybe it's like five seasons. So it's like not all of it, but it's like a really like of the shows where you'd watch the dub. This is probably one of them where that ranks pretty high, honestly. Yeah. It's just something about like the old, I can't even call it old school, but like the, like you, like the genre that you just described, like the hot topic type anime, like. The OGs, yeah. you know what I mean? Like something about those like storylines and just like the soundtrack just bring me back. And I did see something about uh Inuasha's kid or something has a manga or anime series coming out. Did you see that? Uh yeah, there's a sequel coming out that's like um called Yasha Haime the Half Demon Princess. Yeah, that's that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh like um it looks really good, like really modern. Like it's about like um the three daughters of like Inuyasha and like his brother and that kind of stuff. And there's like lots of cool like character like remake stuff. It looks like a very modern fun. Um though the main girl, um, if you like search for her, um she Okay. So on one hand, I'll put her into the chat because she looks like a good anime protagonist, whatever. But she also looks like another very important character from fiction i think 
and it's not intentional. I can't unsee it, and it's like it might ruin it for some people. <laughs> okay, so it's the daughter of I think Inuyasha's brother, but she's she kind of looks like Colonel Sanders, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, a little bit. A little bit. I was like, it. I was waiting for you to like say who it was because I'm seeing like, I'm seeing like, uh, what's the kid's name from My Hero Academia? The Fire and Ice guy. Oh, Todoroki. I'm yeah. seeing Todoroki, and then I'm seeing a little bit of Gohan in the face. Like I'm seeing like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. I guess the Todoroki kind of looks like Colonel Sanders. Then. Wow. <laughs> I didn't never thought of that. Oh man, killing me. But no, it's good. <laughs> Um, and also it's one of those like shows like Inuyasha where like you could tell that people still didn't care about anime when it came out because there's like um, the like the closed captioning like like not the fan subs or whatever there's a certain uh, quality to them where you could tell they were they weren't going back to check their work mm. <laughs> um, there's this one scene in like the 10th episode where um these two characters are like, oh yeah, like we're going into battle or whatever, and like, um, like what one of them says is like, um, yeah, like let's get in the fight, bro. But the closed captioning, like, must have misheard it wrong. It said, yeah, I'm with Stud Dog, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And there's like lots of little like, stuff like that where you're like, wait, 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 wait. If I couldn't hear this and go back, because we had to go back five times to realize what was being said like it was like when they uh on ghost shows like say oh the ghost just said my name mm -hmm. and it's really just a noise it was just like oh that's funny i, I watch tv with captions on too I'm, I'm glad i'm not the only one that does that <laughs> yeah and sometimes like you get weird stuff like um what's the breaking bad one like intensity like intensifies or whatever yeah <clears throat> there's a meme or like a like one of those funny youtubers making fun of people that watch uh anime with the caption or <clears throat> watch TV with the captions on and it kind of like spoils what's going to happen next like <laughs> you can see like slant such and such walks in the door like at the end of the caption and stuff like that I have to send it to you off the pot but it's pretty funny like it does kind of ruin some jokes sometimes because you see the punchline before they actually say it so but uh, it's pros and cons with captions I hate when like uh, captions or, 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 or like subtitles will like Say the name of the person speaking before you find out who it is. Yeah, that's 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 what the, that's what the video is about. It's kind of like somebody's like pops in and so, like that's like dead or something like that. Like wait, what? And like the person that pops in and kind of like ruins the surprise. Oh, there's like some movie. Um, I forget now. Like I would have to like go deep, but um, like it was one of those movies where like you don't know who killed a character or something. Like it's like oh, like somebody enters and like says something, like but it's like it? muffled and then. Yeah, but um, the captions like say the character who like <laughs> came in, despite the movie never actually like revealing it by the end. Just the person with the captions had the script, so they just put it in. <laughs> I love weird stuff like that personally. Mm -hmm. So, one important thing is that um, when they um, when they go in um, Hinayasha, they go back in time to the feudal area of Japan, and I think um, it's quite fitting because uh they kind of are harkening back to the um warring states period of japan in Rider game don't you think yeah it's pretty accurate <laughs> just every day i'm like getting those stretches in you know but uh <laughs> let's go on to a uh, Rider game 
So this time is part two of our look at Kamerata game. Um, I thought the show was just like dense enough that it merited two parts to kind of get to it. Uh, yeah. A lot happens at the show. Like one thing you told me about before I got to the show, you was like, it constantly keeps leveling up. And I remember when, when I got to this arc, I couldn't stop messaging you on Discord. I was like, bro, what the hell? Like, you're like, nah, it keeps leveling yeah. up after that. And definitely did. And it's weird because this show has like a, a like couple different episodes that don't <laughs> matter to the plot that like even then you're like messaging me like oh like kikaiders here what's going on is this important <laughs> i was like well it's, it's the kind of important it, it just happens yeah you i know? had so many questions about things that are going on with this show but uh, or like the soccer episode yeah it's just random stuff like that that makes it even better you know but uh yeah um the first time i remember you saying to me um Oh yeah, like I was kind of confused, like going through, it, and like um that order because in episodes one through three, fourteen to sixteen, you're like yeah, like I was like kind of lost. But, mm-hmm. but then at the end and like in the aftermath, you were like yeah, like I watched the whole show to figure out what was going on because you <laughs> that's just who I am. Man. Like that order had like the like uh <laughs> the right amount of mystery or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do we get from that to this? I'm like, I gotta figure out what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, that's kind of what I hope to do in the next set of episodes, um, because we look at um, like episodes um, twenty through twenty-four, which is a like another set of five, and they're uh, a pretty as far as like a run of episodes in the show. It's hard to find like a better run, I think, than these. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one for sure. Um, for episode twenty, it starts um off the end of episode nineteen, where there's like some conflict between like the beat writers and like. And I'm gonna say Yggdrasil. <laughs> I had that up, but I forgot. But yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and like, there's like a pretty cool fight scene at the end of the episode too. And uh, yeah, we get to episode um, 20, which is like it's all about um, seeing the truth behind what Helheim Forest is, and like, like um, it's a great episode just for seeing the way that like both Coda and Kaider are, are like going through stuff, and just like, uh, what do you think when you found out the secret of like Helheim? I was like legit like blown away. I remember on our first uh discussion about game, we left on a plot ending of like uh Kaido or uh Takat- Takatora showing uh Michi like this pretty much nothing and the reaction Michi gave was kinda like you're like, what did they think they saw? And my estimation was like it was like a bunch of invests like eating the tree or eating fruit and just everybody like envious everywhere but i had no idea that this was actual <laughs> a civilization before that mm-hmm. so that was like mind-blowing that you know hellheim forest pretty much took over this planet and the only survivors are like overlords and hellheim forest is now trying to penetrate uh our dimension and try to take over that next so that that was that was like mind-blowing i didn't expect it to show to turn into that what was your first reaction when you saw it it's such a good concept, I think. Just like here's like an invasive dimension, like because like it's so impersonal too. Like there's like like it's very much like no hard feelings, but like we're gonna like come in and like destroy like your whole like culture and like your whole world. It's just like very like it's very um it actually feels like horrifying in a way. Where you're like oh 
mm-hmm. just we start getting like invaded the same way that like if you like would print in like a a, a like wrong vine it would like co- completely like destroy like a tree kind of thing like it like the way it's just so it, it like personal is very cool yeah in a way not like tick for tack when that was revealed it kind of put Takatora in a uh in a itchy uh Sasaki uh kind of mind frame like he's Itachi my I say Ichiaki Itachi Sasaki uh, kind of mind frame like he's not the villain he's actually trying to save us from you know what's happening you know what I mean kind of like painting him in a actual like a good picture versus he's just the main villain of the show so I liked how him revealing that changed his uh dynamic yeah and the way that we kind of um get more of the uh the revelation from like this arc too of like oh they're trying to um like they're trying to build more drivers so more people can survive mm-hmm. but they don't have enough like episode um 22 reveals that hey we have enough for like <laughs> if we spend all of the world's like resources for like a couple years we have like um what like enough for like one in seven people to survive yeah and i thought that was really cool too because in a sense it was kind of like noah's ark you know what I mean? Like, we have to, you know, save this amount of people to save the world, or only these amount of people could save to build a new world, or, you know, not necessarily like a Thanos, like we have to kill these people to survive, but more like Noah's Ark, like only these amount of people could survive this invasion of Helheim Forest. The way they kind of introduce the overlords these episodes is like really great too. It's like you first see them in like the background of like a photo when like Kaido is talking to like Roma and stuff kind of like, like Bigfoot wait, what's going on <laughs> yeah and just like there's something um really actually mysterious about these villains and like it's like important I think for the powers you're using to like have a strange and like a darkness to them and I think um there's something about seeing like the suggestion of like the overlords and the way the lock seeds are like connected to the dimension and stuff where it's like oh we're fucked <laughs> Like, why are we doing this? This is bad. Like, you don't want to be here. Yeah, one thing I was confused about with my first viewing of game was, were the Invests and the Overlords actually humans before the takeover, or were they always, like, a different alien-type form of humanoids? Um, so, the way I understand it, um, and I might be wrong here, but, um, the Overlords were people, um, who, um, the Overlords were people who, like, kind of adapted basically or like gained some of the power to become like full-on like people kind of like how in like a lot of like different anime that's about people or like about like demons i mean um like the strongest demons will be like humanoid Mm -hmm. uh like that and the invest are creatures that exist in the dimension but also if you eat the fruit you become one so like most of them are probably were people like we, we don't see the first the first place that Helheim was, but maybe there were invests before people were eating the fruit. Like maybe it's just people that ate the fruit. We don't really know. Okay. I, I feel that like I was kind of like ambiguous about what exactly happened. Cause we didn't really get a flashback. It was kind of just like a story. So that sounds right. Yeah, a lot of the stuff like is like uh in the bit at the end of the episode where like full spoilers too might make more sense to talk about, but mm-hmm. yeah, just there's a lot of mystery still in these like arcs. Um, Cause like there's so many great fights in this, like, whole run too just like i love the fights that are happening between like the new generation riders and like um soda (laughs) 
oh, what's this like form called? Like <laughs> it's called Jimba Arms or, or like Jimba Arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like they do so much with that arrow. It's great. Like uh, this arc too kind of like goes towards me. Like we get treated as like a, so Coda and Kaido are the main characters, but also like Michi's perspective matters. And like, so does like Takatora and like a, a lot of Michi is done here too, where like he's making choices, but like, should I help my friends? Should I try and fight what's going on? Should I betray like, um, should I betray like team game? And like, yeah. Um, what do you think of, what do you think of him? Cause you didn't really know him before you got to these episodes. I feel like, like, like last time, like you hadn't really met him cause he's like, he's not doing a ton really. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I really liked Mitchie, but he's such a simp. Like, he did all of this just for me. And I get it. Like, he's in love. He doesn't really know any better. But just to go that length to betray your team and, you know, like, double-cross your brother and just everything about him was just so annoying. And at, at certain moments, I kind of liked it because it kind of reminded me of Light from uh, Death Note, kind of how he's, like, mm-hmm. playing the chess master and like moving pieces around to benefit his own game. But once he got manipulated by, uh, Ryoma and the others, I was kind of like, wow, like this kid has no idea what he just got himself into, you know? Yeah. And there's more of the series later with him, like getting like manipulated, but like, it's like, yeah, like right here in like these episodes, it's kind of like, even like he's like, he's off and away. Yeah. Yeah. He's not thinking. Right. I was, I was not a fan of Mitchie. What'd you think of Mitchie? I keep wanting to say Zendaya is Mitchie, but, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think as a character, he's very interesting. He's very hated um, with due cause. Like, there's some stuff that happens after these episodes that um, are definitely yeah <laughs> continue that reasoning. But damn, uh, yeah, he's definitely like he says shit like, oh, like I'll like do whatever I can, I'll hurt whoever I can to keep these precious moments together. And it's like, <laughs> all right, perfectly normal, perfectly normal response. Uh, yeah, he's just a character who is sadistic and willing to do certain things and like willing to double cross and like work both sides towards like these ends. And it's just like really, um, it's cool seeing him grow because like, like, I think like it's like very easy to just focus on like Koda and Kaido, but, um, he's definitely like the way he kind of changes his morals and like his ethics to like match what's going on is very like interesting because this whole arc is like about like hey um what kaido's doing is saying i don't care what the rules are i'm going to break them like i'm going to get into any like conflict uh and like with like Coda, it's much more like well i'm going to like to break the rules that say people have to get hurt and like get sacrificed you know mm-hmm. and it's like a with mitchy it's like well i'm gonna <laughs> break any kind of like moral or like or like important like boundary of like ethics to to save just the people i care about even if they hate me <laughs> because of it ba- well basically a person <laughs> i don't think he cared about the others as much as he cared about me his relationship with coda is interesting because like he like he cares about coda a lot he also like maybe kind of thinks that like coda and may are like a thing in a way they're maybe not yeah, it was like some kind of weird love triangle stuff going on. And the, the ending kind of was like, what? Like, at first it was like May and Kaido. And then it was like, does she like Koda? 
And we were like, okay, she friend zone Mitchie for sure. He has no chance, but he doesn't see it like that. He's just jealous of, you know, Kaido and Koda. So it was like weird love triangle stuff going on. Or is that an Oxygon? I don't know. It was some kind of shape. <laughs> it's hard because, um, like, uh, we do get the stuff like with, um, with Kaido and the tree he used to have when his family yeah. owned the shrine and whatever. And that's like, not super got into, but they have like a relationship too. But yeah, um, what do you think when you found out that like th- that um that Eggdrasil had this massive weapon to like destroy the city? Like that was wild. By the time that was wild as well. Like I, I didn't see that coming. Um, I knew they were up to something, but I didn't know they were like actually planning on <laughs> you know killing off half the civilization. Which is, I mean, that's more like the Thanos concept. Like you kind of get it, and then you kind of like don't. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, this amount of people have to be sacrificed to save the rest of the world. So I get that. But at the same time, there has to be another way than just killing off that amount of people. So it, I I just like villains that are like that. Like, you can see both sides of the fence. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't think they had that kind of weaponry. The main problem, I think, like, gets introduced about, like, that kind of, like, thinking, like, the let's kill half of people to save the rest. Or let's, like, do this or that is that... um well, like, who gets to make that choice is, like, the main question. Like, who is, like, if it's just, like, who Yggdrasil, like, cares about, well, it's the one-seventh of people that we care about <laughs> or, like, think are important. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Like, who gives them that, like, right? If, like, a, it's, like, a, a like, I know that, like, Thanos tried to be random, but... Yeah, it's just, it's a god complex. And just, fuck, uh, <laughs> like, my favorite favorite thing about Thanos is how he just tried to be a farmer and be like, well, I've done all my kingly, godly deeds and I'm just going to go be a simple farmer <laughs> where no one can thank me or judge me for what I've done. <laughs> Probably thank me, I assume. So, I know what's best. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, one important kind of, like, through line through these, like, early episodes, though, is um, we do finally get to see Coda find out about the first invest he fought. Oh, and, um, yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. So, yeah. So he gets shown this by Takator, like after they fight, and he finds out that it's Yuya. And just, damn, right? Devastated. Can you imagine doing that? Like killing your, like one of your best friends and like not knowing you did it? Like, that's insane. Like, I, I love that storyline. Yeah, and he's so broken by it. Just he's absolutely has yeah, nothing to do. Yeah, and it's like realistic. Like, how can you just go on about life knowing you did that to somebody and you had to keep it a secret, you know? Or even like it makes no sense. Like he could have found Yuya's like family and been like, Hey, like I did this, and they wouldn't even know what to do about it. Like they'd be like, What are you talking about? But yeah, just he's I do love when a writer gets a good like, oh fuck. Um this power I have can kill people, huh? It's done very well here, I think. Uh, he's just like so depressed, and uh, that does lead to maybe like the best part of the whole, um, the whole chunk though, which is he is kind of like um, one scene I really want to like zoom in on is his conversation with DJ like Sagara in the um, in like Droopers, where uh, he gets like the um, like pep talk basically, or like the perspective of hey, w- like what are you doing, like. Who says you have to follow like the rules of like nature or whatever? Like it's like very like full metal alchemist. Like you don't have to hearken to like 
what is like considered like an equivalent exchange. Like you could make something like greater, you could break through that. Mm-hmm. And it's um like cut with this great scene. Um when we see like Kaido first meet the overlords, um he meets this like he meets this red one um called Demushu that we'll see more of like in like in parts of the series we're not covering, but um, he fights it and it's like intercut with this like whole conversation, but he fights it. He loses. Then he grabs his other lock seed, fights it again and loses. And that's so badass to me. Yeah. I love Kaido. Never quit attitude. What do you think though, about like how the two mains like develop their like philosophy and like these episodes though? Cause I think like it's interesting how Coda like commits to, well, I'm going to, like fight my ass off to not have sacrifice be required here, you know? Yeah, I didn't see him going that far off the books, you know what I mean? Like, I I thought he was going to be more, like, level-headed as the show go- went on, but, you know, I, we're not there yet, but, like, as the show goes on, he just, like, went completely left, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, made his own lane, pretty much. I didn't see that coming, but I do like the duality of the two characters. Um, Going into, I didn't think that they would like rival each other to that extent. I thought it'd be more of like a, you know, like a, uh, a zero one type friendship. Like, okay, we're butting heads at the beginning, but now we're teaming up to go, you know, fight Gidrazil. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting and very compelling. Yeah. And like, not to like spoil too much, but like by the, the there's a certain point in the show where Gidrazil kind of goes into the background as far as like <laughs> yeah, rats and like what's important. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't um, see that coming. What do you think of uh, the form that uh, Makota gets when he goes to d- destroy that whole system, though? Um, like Kakadochi arms, like the like Shogun form. Oh yeah, I, I I absolutely loved it. Like that was probably my that's probably my favorite rider suit mm-hmm. so far. Like I already liked the original one, but when he went to like Shogun style, I was like, this is so dope. And he has like the little Gatling gun to go with it, and was just wrecking havoc on the tower. I that was probably like one of the best episodes of Comrade that I've ever seen, to be honest. But the only thing that I didn't like about the suit is that he fights with the flags, like swords. I love the flags. Uh, give me the swords, man. Just give me the swords. But I, I didn't hate it. You know, I just, I like that orange slice sword so much. Like he could have, he could have like got a different slice sword like that. But I just love the orange slice so, so much, so much. But when he went to the flags and swords, I'm like, eh, but it's still a dope suit regardless. Did you ever hear the song for that for that suit though or no? Because it's a like pretty good song. Was it in the show when it when he transformed or no? It might have been. I'm not sure. Like I put it in the show talk, but uh it's like a little like uh first like ten seconds are like Oh Yeah. Yeah, right? That definitely captured the moment for sure. <laughs> I think I And that's the actor too. I think I messaged you like right after that episode. I'm like, yo, <laughs> right. <laughs> what did I just watch? No, that's a highlight too. Cause he's like fighting like those hordes. of Yeah. The, uh, the hordes. Like, troopers and stuff. And just knocking the guns off and just by itself, like definitely took over the show. That's like the first point where he seems like he can like enact change in the world. Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. that's a good and, way like, to stand put up it. for stuff too. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant by it. He took over the show. Like, this is like, nah, like I'm comrade of the game. <laughs> this is my stage now. <laughs> yeah, and just recovering after the whole Yuya thing and just do, going from like being like pretty much bedridden 
and just out of commission to just doing that. Like, I have to save the world. That was so dope. And it's such a good moment, too, because, like, a lot of the show is about, like, being an adult. And last time we had some, like, questionable things about how, like, his sister thinks you can't be an adult if you're entertaining <laughs> people or something. But still can't get Regardless. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like, a definite point where it's like, oh, I have a purpose here. Like, I have, like, a consistent thing. And, like, he never really wavers from that. He's always doing that for Peter out. It's, a, like, the point where the show kind of turns. And, yeah. Um... Such a great fucking suit. Like it's, it's very rare that there's like a like suit. It's flawless. Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it. And I get the flags. Like it's part of the Shogun. Like I get it. Don't bash me, but I just feel like it would have been dope with the orange slice sword. No, yeah, it comes back of um some things later, but yeah, um, but uh, the next part of this whole arc though is actually like really interesting. Is like you see everyone real surprised by what happened because he destroys that like whole system and says, well, guess you have to care about society. Can't just destroy <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, you, you sound like an asshole, but also that is right. Uh, like, like the, you just like destroyed their Death Star. And like, they also like protect Takatora in that fight too. in, in like a very cool way. Um, but the next episode though is, um, it's, um, <laughs> we see, that Kaido gets beat by the overlord that he's fighting. But we also see that like the crux of the episode is that um like Coda's trying to find the overlords. And like I thought this was um a good way to stop the episode. Uh, because like the cliffhanger is just so interesting. Cause we see um like A, this has um the um this has the second overlord shows up. Um and they learn and they learn Japanese this episode. Yeah. There's a whole lot. <laughs> Not yeah. only was that crazy, but it's more overlords. That was wild too. I'm like, oh man. Uh we see um we see a hologram of DJ like Sagara <laughs> in like a cloak talk to the overlords. <laughs> he turned into a Jedi this episode. I remember I'm like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. He's an interesting character. Um <laughs> so many dimensions. It's weird. So many. Um, he's not quite as good as like Yaddle or like whatever the character is in Saber. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> what's the character's name? Tassel. Oh, Tassel, not Yaddle. <laughs> I was like Yaddle. I, 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 it's a character named Yaddle. I was trying to remember where it was from though. Yeah. Uh, Yaddle is the female Yoda that was yeah. the fan of Menace before they like. And I messed you up by saying Jedi. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yaddle. Uh, just tassel. Oh boy, yeah, tassel. Oh, hey, it, it, it's a monkey paw. I think just like oh, like let's have like a cool character. It's like weird and like commenting on the plot, and then it's like tassel. Watch <laughs> uh. well, him become like one of the greatest comrader characters of all time. It's like, damn, we were so down on tassel at the beginning. He just the goat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like remember when like tassel just like. <laughs> walk through the like whole like wasteland getting shot the whole time but, like <laughs> like brought that character like their baby oh that was incredible like like true goat tassel like died in world war one <laughs> i don't know but uh and um we do get a pretty cool fight in this last episode too because we see um sid finally uses his sid lock seat mm -hmm. to like summon like a bunch of the um 
like waterbound lock seeds and stuff. And that was cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I know Sid's a character that you liked when we started, but uh, without like too much into spoilers, what do you think of Sid's arc of the show? He was like he started off as a mysterious like arms dealer. Yeah, and then he turned into like I don't know. I just feel like he lost momentum. He just. <laughs> It's like buying a stock, and then after you buy, it just like starts declining. <laughs> but uh, that's a lot of characters, though. Yeah, stuff. it's just he just started off on like this high. Like I thought he was the the maestro behind this whole thing, and then come to find out he's just a minion. And then, but uh, I almost spoiled something. But yeah, just seeing what he turned out to be, it was shocking. I didn't see that coming either. What happened to him? I do like how um like Coda has like the multiple like forms for like the like um for the Jinba form. So like there's like the main one that's like super strike, there's the speed one, then there's like the sensory one. Yeah. That keeps getting like overloaded and like then that's the peach he ends one, the right? episode. Yeah, it's peach one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends the episode just being beat to shit by two overlords, like as they're like, We could speak Japanese now. We don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like it is like a another blow to Coda when he meets them and finds out they can be reasoned with and they don't care. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're still doing this. We're here. Us. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, we learned like your language just to tell you to fuck off. Which is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the true goat. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, so we didn't go as detailed <laughs> into these episodes just because, like, they tell, like, a really interesting, like, thematic story. And, like, we are going to, like, go, like, post-series, like, after the end. But, yeah, like, um, what do we think about, like, this chunk as far as, like, getting people intro to the show and, like, talking about stuff and, like, going there? Like I said... Be- I think this is a good chunk. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of pot, like, you're saying, like, you're trying to figure out which arc to do. And this is the one. This is this is the one that put me over the hill. Like, I started off, you know, like, one through, what was it, 16, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those kind of got me interested and kind of like intrigued by the premise of it but this after this arc it definitely leveled up and i couldn't stop watching it and as you guys know i'm still new to toku and i binged this like in a couple of weeks like i absolutely loved it for sure this but this was the arc that got me super interested in but yeah like this is a show that needed to have like a two episode like intro because like the first one is like one through three and 14 16 like gets you invested and, and like and like sampling stuff and this is just like the main course like there's stuff later that's good but it like needs a lot of like intro and prep and stuff and be like oh like you know what happened here like this is still like something where you could watch it with like not the full context and like get something from it but yeah like it's a great show it's like and that's one thing i gotta get used to when we start like a new uh crime writer show or even a show in toku is that the first three episodes are most likely going to be a little bit bubbly like a more like kid friendly type but as you go on, it's just going to level up out of nowhere and be like, all right, this, we're here. Yeah. Because um, going from beat writers or beat dancers and stuff like that and, you know, playing real life Pokemon or Digimon and then going to, okay, the world's about to end. We've got to kill all these people. <laughs> it was just, I didn't, I didn't expect that coming. Uh, yeah. And also like, um, like um, the first three episodes of the Kamen Rider, like, um, like Zero One, they're all right. Like that's when we get like we get um we meet the three writers and uh we meet like the um like the like, comedian and the security guard and, like the sushi chef. 
but that's also not like the best of the show like the show gets a lot better like even like Fize is a show that like is like oh the first three episodes you haven't met half the cast or like um in like double in the first three episodes you uh meet a kind of bad t-rex monster a kind of bad like play <laughs> monster and then like a money like casino monster mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it like will pick up in that kind of way so yeah like it's a uh, they take their time sometimes just like we have to introduce character dynamics here we don't really have the best foot forward you know yeah i'm there with double right now and i'm still sticking through it but i know something crazy is about to happen that's why i keep watching it where are you like roughly in like the in the episodes like around what episode uh, like i told you off pod um when uh mitchy is talking through to uh i forget her name the radio host through the door and they're like planning on meeting up okay that's where i'm at and the last monster was a, a virus okay yeah yeah <laughs> that's where i'm at no, that's a good. That's a that show's about to heat up. Uh, oh, actually, true. okay. Oh, it's episode like twelve. Actually, so you're not even like as far as I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm still early. No, yeah. Um, it's a great show. It like it definitely like picks up to once it knows it can like trust you with stuff and like go in a weird way. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I think that Saber will get to a place. I hope where we hopefully like it more. Yeah, and this is all this is all fun and games. Like we don't hate Saber. We just you know it's part of the ride. You you don't like everything you watch at the beginning, so we have to you know bash on it a little bit until it levels up. And then we be like, oh my god, we love it. And, you know, it's part of the ride. You can't just fake the funk until you get there. You know, we gotta be, we try to give you guys honest reactions and honest opinions. And right now we're just not huge fans of it, but I'm pretty sure we'll get there eventually. And too, like uh. Sometimes maybe something's more enjoyable when you don't have to talk about it critically and it's like starting like steps and be like, oh, like here's my critical thoughts on <laughs> meeting these characters and knowing none of their problems or their trials yet. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But no. Um so what we should do actually is uh we should actually uh we should sign off and then after the sign off, we are going full spoilers and we are going to talk about the end of Comrider game. All of it, everything. Um, I'll avoid stuff that's not part of the series because there is some post series or like mid series like movie stuff, but like everything that's like important to the plot. How's that? But yeah, um, where can people find you, James? We're not talking about Toku. You can find me at PopcoldNet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Where can they find you, Kip? Uh, you could find me, um, twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast, um, at Common Ride with Me, Common Ride with Me.com. And uh, send an email to podcast at copyrightp.com. Um, next time, I will read some questions. This time, there's a lot to get through with the uh, with the post bit. So, uh, yeah. So, one thing, too, is uh, we are getting close to our one-year anniversary. That'll be the October 16th episode. Uh, that'll be interesting. There'll be some new stuff uh, for people to look at from us, like, around that time as well, like, beyond just the podcast that I'm very excited to talk about when it comes up. But yeah, so we are glad that you are listening and we are sorry about like the Saber stuff, but there will be a like big double pod next time. Uh, next week, we are going back to um, Mighty Morphin, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We're going to be looking at uh, just like going through some fun, goofy episodes or plot lines, just a lot of fun, like some things that we missed with uh, our friends from Swords of Friends. Very excited. And they start their second season soon. But yeah, um, we were very glad to have them on for that. 
but no. Um, <clears throat> what lessons have we learned today, James? That we're a game. Uh, watch Kamen Rider and don't eat forbidden fruit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> From here on out, full spoilers for Kamen Rider game and serious critical media discussion. And we are back. Spoiler zone, spoiler zone, spoiler zone. The episode has ended. We are just going to talk till the wheels fall off. But this is our post-series chat on Comrade Game. So, James, uh, post-series, what are your thoughts, your big questions, like your big moments from Comrade Game? Big moment. Whew. Well, we just talked about on the pod was definitely uh, Koda destroying Gidrazil's Gidr- tower. Yeah, um, that's a big moment. Biggest surprise was the death of Sid. I did not see that, that was coming at all, bro. Like he just got smashed. I'm like, okay, he's gonna be back next up. So I'm like, oh no, he's dead. <laughs> like that was wild. I didn't expect that to happen. And uh, he got smushed totally. Yeah, um, that w- that was crazy. I didn't I didn't even know that they got rid of main characters like that in the series. Because you know, watching Zero One, nobody really disappeared at all. I mean, I feel like all the characters that I was introduced in Zero One were there at the end, for the for the most part. But yeah, uh, we literally lost one major character, I guess, and even then, that was a little blunted. Yeah, exactly. But uh, for Sid to be completely taken out of this the show was was crazy. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked the show a lot. Um, the ending was kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't love it. <laughs> it was really weird ending. <laughs> But uh, it was okay. It wasn't bad. What'd you think? So, I I really like Game. Um, Game is one of those shows that people kind of like exalt. So like, um, somebody on Twitter said like, oh like, um, here's this thing called like the like Evangelion like Gundam, um, problem where basically whenever somebody watches a like franchise or like a a a, like genre for the first time they think the first thing they watched is like a subversion of the genre and like (laughs) i think that's a problem that like game has where a lot of people will be like oh game this is so much better than other toku because other toku's lame like no it's still doing the same shit just like you like this one and like i think like um it's honestly weird to me that uh we left (laughs) comrade zero one uh without a body count for the most part right i thought that was kind of weird too um even in the shows before it there were some body counts um some got undone but for the most part they were pretty much there but um yeah i i really like game it's consistent it goes towards it's like characters and like themes from the start it's one of those shows that doesn't really like stumble at the start as much as like like the weird intro themes like it's like a very anime problem of like we have to show these happy lame times of them dancing <laughs> for it to make sense for them to be sad about those happy lame times of dancing later when they're like all bleeding on the ground and our gods you know mm-hmm. what do you think of um the final form um kiwami arms uh at first i hated it but the more times i 
saw it, I, it kind of grew on me. I did like the ability to use like all the different weapons and different fruits. I did like that too, but I was just so obsessed with the, I keep wanting to call it the Shogun. I forget the actual name of it, but I was so obsessed with that uh, one. That I wish, arms. Yeah, Kadushi arms. I wish that was the final suit. <laughs> What'd you think of oh, it? Oh, it's so good. Um, I really like Kakadochi Arms a lot. It's great. Um, it's kind of there's a couple, a couple writers that do this where they have like um, a like their last form is just them like like bursting out of their second to last form, and it's always cool as shit. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and um, I think that um. There's a certain power and majesty and weirdness to um to the final form. It like and like at the end when it matches the armor, like I would honestly love if the armor was just like the form minus the helmet and when he transformed it was just like the helmet came on. Like yeah. that would be cool as shit. But yeah, it's definitely uh it's weird. Intentionally weird and like it doesn't match what game is compared to like like the other forms before it look like game would look like an orange versus like this is like some kind of like weird god thing. Yeah, at one point I thought it was gonna get an upgrade when he was saying uh that he was slowly turned into an overlord. I thought that he was gonna get like another suit when he fully became an overlord, but I guess he was one the whole time and we didn't know. Yeah. That kind of happens, I think, once he uses the power more and more though. Cause he like So pretty much that meant he he was getting stronger. Yeah, like okay. he was like more control over like the dimensions and the invest. Um, there's that one great scene where um, he's eating some curry and he's like, Oh, like you must've cooked it bad. It didn't taste good today. I'm fine. Like I haven't eaten for four days. I'm good. Yeah. I'm human. Like he stopped eating. Totally human. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I kind of like that Kaido got like a next gen form. Um, I, I kind of wish it had been like a like cool, like, banana soda but hey um <laughs> he doesn't get he he doesn't really get like a typical upgrade though from there like he's just kind of like keeping up from there but then what do you think of when he does level up in the plot line kaido yeah after he ate the fruit yeah that was dedication like this guy will do anything to get a you know it's kind of like vegeta like vegeta wouldn't go to extreme length but he would do what it takes to like to be able to rival the strongest person in the world. And all Kaido cared about was power and he didn't care how he got it. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. And when he got that form and he killed Ryoma, that was so crazy. I love that scene a lot. Cause they built him up so much to be this like weird power. Like, Oh, like I'm like a next gen rider, but I have super strength, but also I can make like clones and shit. Yeah. And also I can like make your belts not work. Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect him to die either. That was that was pretty intense. That scene on top of yeah. the roof. One thing kind of early is um what do you think of like the arc of like um with Hase? Because like for me, like I rewatched the scene where he gets taken out by like Takator and like in like one second basically like gets like his belt destroyed. And like I think like that adds more context to when you see him like desperately trying to find like a new belt or like new seeds and then he becomes a monster oh i i like that uh i like that story, plot line too because it kind of showed the links that people will go for to power like on the one hand you have kaido that's kind of like you know logical tactical about his ways of getting power and then you have hase who's 
loses the power and is desperate to get it again. You know what I mean? So I like how they kind of show duality between ways about going or different ways to go about gaining power. You said your favorite character last time was um was Oren. W- was that like is that truth uh, of the whole series when you showed up? The pas- the pa- the past how how do you say that? <laughs> uh the Pastier? P- yeah, uh Pierre, what's his name? Pierre Alfonso Oren or just Oren. Yeah, I I just love that character so much like I think I saw somebody in a blog describe it the best. It said that uh you know to like have a gay character in a show, but also have him represented as like masculine and super strong and also flamboyant as well. You don't really see that in a lot of shows. And for him to like just be himself and also a badass, you know, <laughs> uh, military vet was awesome. And he just had so much charisma. Uh, I liked his suit a lot. Um, and I just liked like how he's just talking French out of nowhere and just like it's just like an odd yeah. character and so likable. And uh for him to end up on team game and end was was pretty clutch. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um he's definitely at the time was like, oh, this is an actual like not a joke, like kind of a joke, but not a specific joke because of like bad reasons, but like a joke as much as a lot of side characters are, like, but he's a important gay character like he's being treated with like some respect that like it's like a like mid boss for the show too because sometimes you get like a character like that that kind of gets sidelined but he was like part of the show for a large period of the show like at the beginning like he was like one of the main villains for like a good like five episodes he was always a threat yeah and um the year before even there was a character that um they handled a little grossly. Uh, so people were like very happy when the like, Ord came out. They're like, oh, this is like a real character who's not just like a like scary creep or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like his like relationship um, with Chinochi uh, was great. Um, yeah. And like anytime he saw a Takatora was comedy. Bro. Oh, my melon boy. <laughs> oh, my beautiful melon. Then whenever uh, Mitzi was uh, imposing as Takatora, he's like, that's not him. Look at the way he moves. It was just funny yeah. as hell. I love him so it's much. It's great, man. honestly. He's like, that's not him. I can tell by the way he moves. <laughs> Can't fool Pierre. <laughs> yeah, what a great character. Um, and also, um, like that's like one of those things with like the female writer thing. We're like, oh, that's gotten better with time. Um, like, um. Last year, for example, there was the first, like, canon gay relationship slash, like, like gay sex scene in Ryder. Mm. And, like, that was, like, where people were like, oh, wow. I wouldn't have thought five years ago that they could do this, you know? Yeah, that's good. But, yeah. I really like the way they do Jinoche, who plays, like, Gridon. Um, I'm not sure how it works, but... Um, Is that the kid with the glasses? Yeah, the glasses. He's the most anime character in the show to me. Like his, like his glasses, like certain looks he makes, and just like I think my favorite episode with him was when he was like following his girl and they're like bashing him. He's, like, He's such a creep. <laughs> you remember that episode? They're yeah. like, yeah, I love that episode. He's like, oh, and just like his reactions the whole time hearing what they were saying about him was was comical. I like him a lot. And apparently, like the like uh, production crew loved his little hammer. Oh yeah, which is, yeah, is a great hammer. Yeah, the mallet. That was cool. Like his whole thing, like never give up, and he's like, like 
like of all the fruits and whatever you could be, he's just an acorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, he was one of the characters that when the fan subs first started out, people were like, oh, this is like um, weird because in the fan subs, they had him like originally as Kamen Rider Kornak for like acorn because his like name of like Kamen Rider um, Kamen Rider like Gridon is like the same kind of thing where it sounds like the word for acorn. Like it's like a, like mm. in the show joke of like, Oh, like your name's just acorn. That's lame. Okay. I like the other kid too. Uh, what was his name? Jake. Was his name? Jake. Jack. Jake. Uh, yeah. The, uh, almond, uh, the almond kid. Was it almond? Yeah. Zach. Zach. I said Jake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a uh, cool no. character too. Uh, he's, um, what is he? Rami Arms. Oh, uh, Walnut. Walnut. I said Almond. I'm all over the place. Which is like the same thing as like um as like Krillin too. So it kind of fits too. I was like, I didn't see him becoming a writer. That was kind of surprising too when he got his little belt. And I liked how um who was chasing him? Was it Michi or was it Takatora that was chasing down Koda? And then he jumped in and was like, No, I'll finish him off. And he told uh he told uh Coda to uh, get out of there. Yeah, no. Um, he's like a real MVP. Um, one of the post series movies, he gets a, like an upgrade form too, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, just it's like a, it's very weird. I think I'll find a picture of that. But um, yeah, I think that um, the movies are 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 very interesting for the show. <laughs> um, they don't necessarily matter, but there's some of them. It's like. Oh, like what if there's this like rich French kid that showed up? But he looked exactly like Kaido, and, and they traded places for a day. <laughs> but also, his butler was trying to kill him and was an overlord. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't get that. But sure. Um, in the general, I put um Zach's upgrade form, which like he gets like his own like um like Jinber form. Yeah, looks, like pretty cool. His arms kind of look like those old landmines that you put in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's cool. And like the landmines come off and they become like weird like fireballs. All cool. But yeah. Um, so I want to know a, a bit more about what you think about Michi because he does do something <laughs> pretty bad in the show. He does betray a pretty major character in his life. Bro, I can't believe he killed or tried to kill Takatora. Like that was the that was the last line right there, bro. Like I, I was done with Michi after that. And <laughs> oh my god, bro! Like, what was wrong with this kid? And then, like, him going on this like redemption tour at the end of the show. I'm like, no, like, it's too late. But you know, shout out the team game. You know, they they kind of got over it, like wanted him to come back. But I'm glad that he still had remorse of what he did versus being like, okay, I'm back. You know. But my favorite fight of the whole series is the one between the brothers, where like Takator is like. He's using like his old form versus like Michigan, like his new form, but he can't kill him. And there's the whole like spinning and stuff and, and the helmet being destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, but I kind of I kind of felt that Tagator wasn't completely dead. Like the way anytime a character falls in water like that and just never seen again, they'll be back. <laughs> and no, that's some, a common writer problem. <laughs> in some kind of form. I, like I wanted to be shocked when he was like still alive. And they're like, we found a body. And I'm like, oh, OK, there it is. <laughs> Because it's been a while since I watched the whole show, but it's like eight weeks later they find his body. And they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. didn't he drown at that point? 
And then, like, he's, like, a ghost this whole time. So I'm like, okay, he's still alive somehow. Like, But uh, he was, like, the guilty conscious ghost. <laughs> like, what do you think of when he became, like, a, like, really good fighter and, like, lost all remorse or whatever? That was a little weird, right? Yeah, very weird. Um, And then he gets this random one-off form that's, like, a weird, like, devil form that never really gets referenced how or why oh, it's yeah. around. Like, Roba just has it. What was up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I have no fucking clue what was up with that. Just kind of happened to make there be a fight. Yeah, this show has some weird things happen throughout it, but it works. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's a lot of stuff that works. Like, uh, the weird, like, let's get ready for the Golden Fruit Cup universe, where, like, only Kaido is like, why the fuck are we playing soccer right now? <laughs> that was like you uh you said it was like the World Cup that year or something like that, right? Yeah, so their movie was like what if instead of dancing they were into soccer in this alternate universe. Yeah, and I'm like watching this like trying to like look for deeper meaning into it. I'm like are these real soccer players? Are they am I missing something? But it was just like a one of those crazy episodes you come across every now and then. Well, they're all like really athletic cuz like Fucking like Coda is doing like some cool like stunt work and dance moves like before he like transforms half the time. Look really good. Yeah, he's he throughout the show he did some crazy stunts because I remember you told me that he did his own stunts. So I like made sure I played close attention to whenever he was like fighting or falling and stuff like that. And he definitely was like yeah, for a lot of them he does putting his body on the line for the show. That soccer world thing is weird because it comes back at the end of the show where the like. So, okay, let's go back. Um, so the overlords in the show, did you notice how they all kind of mirrored the main like characters? No. Like um, the red one was just like Kaido, the green okay. one, like Michi, the white one was oh, like Takatora. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I missed that completely. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Wow. Dang. That's insane. Yeah, that changed the um, show like just like they're all like different versions because like um, Tamushu is the first one like obsessed with power and like a, a, a and like is like very much like a tyrant. Like we see like w- with the green one like Reju um like sh- she betrays like the white one that's like that is like that leader to like gain power yeah. or try and have that. I forgot to mention that was shocking too. Like how how she just came out of nowhere and just. Killed it. Killed the And um and the one who won last time, um, the white one like Roshu, um, was so strong, like was beating the shit out of, of like Kaido and Koda, like had like all the powers. Um, but like it like he definitely had like a lot of cool conversations with like Takator after they rescue or like find him like left for dead the first time. Yeah. And um I like their dialogue. Yeah. Uh but um so there is um in the movie in the soccer world, there are two new riders. One is a silver apple based rider, and one is a golden apple based rider. Um, the silver apple, the silver apple based rider, is an overlord who is meant to be the one who mirrors Coda. He's like a blue overlord. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that comes from. Like that, like link goes there. That's maybe like um the biggest reason to watch like the movie if you care about that but it's not like as important as like some other movies but um 
the villain of that is the golden apple copyright writer Mars, who's someone who tried to take the power of like the forbidden fruit. But then he kind of shows up in the last in the last episode, like, I wasn't killed all the way. I've corrupted evil. I'm <laughs> here to destroy the world. It it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> to be honest. But um what did you think of that final fight actually though, between like the overlord um like Kaido and Lakota? That was a big one. That was the one where they have the armies of Inves and they use all their forms. Oh yeah, the variant. That was that was kind of like what I was watching the show for. Because remember, I was like, um, "How the hell does does this show get to the point that you have?" But yeah, that fight right there—that was the kind of like one of the main reasons I got into watching the show as well. Because on the intro, I was asking you, "How the hell does it get to the point that you have a comrade riding a horse?" <laughs> and that pretty much was a representation of the final battle that happened at the end, and they're just walking in the street and stuff like that. But yeah, it was pretty cool. You're right though, like the last like the last episode where it's like the weird character shows up and only Michi has a belt, but then like Coda shows up too to like have this big kind of like catharsis, like, oh it's alright. Um, it's a little weird. It's meant to be like a little like good, fun, loose end, whatever, just to make people feel alright. <laughs> like after like what is a pretty heady end to the show. But yeah. What'd you think of the ending? Uh I really like the ending. I think um there's a genuine sacrifice being made by Coda there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a genuine commitment to, well, I guess like there are other comrades that have like similar endings where like, I guess I have to take on this lifelong like task or like hardship in order to stop other people from suffering or to like add fairness to like the calculations of the world. Like in order to make there not be sacrifice, I'm going to do this. And um, I think it's very, um, just the way he's like, I'm going to this like rocky, deserted planet to bring this here, because then they can just like live there forever. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice, and like, oh fucking like Sagara is so upset. He's like, wait, you're not going to destroy things? You're yeah. just going to let them live in their own place? He didn't put that into his calculation. But uh, the very very last episode, why was that like a like was that meant for like a Mitchy Redemption episode? It's meant to be like the epilogue, kind of like okay. Because I'm like some, okay, end yeah. it, but then Coda came back, so I, it felt kind of weird. I'm like, okay, is this is this the real ending, or is this like an extra bonus episode? So it's just like the epilogue. Yeah, like the okay. It's just kind of meant to be like the aftermath, like maybe a little bit more hopeful in the end. Um, because fuck, um, <laughs> the December crossover movie that happens with the series after this end game is fucking weird because <laughs> they're like how do we get them back from space <laughs> wait <laughs> um he's the god what do we do <laughs> wait um none of them have powers what do we do <laughs> like uh, so they have to do a lot in that crossover to like uh, make the game part make sense gotcha because I, I was i was i was like did i miss something like the way it like was flowing and started i'm like there has to be a movie like in between this so it makes sense i think that like just like Kodo was saying, hey, I want to stop people from me sacrificing. He's like, also, I want to stop my friends from living in like grief and pain, which is like, maybe that's part of it. But like, Kodo looks so weird in the white hair and like yeah. silver suit. And they commit to that bit in because he actually appears a ton of times post series because he's like, he's like pretty, like, he's pretty famous and busy. Like, he of the cop writer, like, me at 
like main actors is one of the most popular, but he still like makes an effort to like appear when he can. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely weird that like he has to be in this fucking arbor and this blonde hair every time. Yeah, it kind of shot itself in the foot with that one. It's really charming that they shot themselves in the foot that way. Uh, but no, um, I think the show ends strong. Like I like that we get that little redemption. Um, I think um, we see some more with like the afterlife of like Kaido there too, and like some thoughts on that, which is nice. Uh, we see more with like what Takatora is doing, and we kind of get like um, I, I think Takatora is flirting with like with Koda's sister here too, like as he's like heading up like the new like construction company or whatever yeah so it's like a lot of like hey here's what's happening next for this series that we know you got really invested in and cried about and stuff semi semi happy ending yeah because like it if they just ended on like um well kaido's dead <laughs> that might have been too much for some people maybe yeah uh, r.i.p on michi i kind of had a different take honestly i kind of felt like he i don't know it wasn't it felt different than romantic and different than like jealous. It just felt like he was very possessive of his friends or whatever in a way that felt like they were doing something cool with the way that like he did eventually get the weird powers, but also like get to be forgiven and move past it. I'm not sure if it was like a specific kind of like feeling of being a young man or whatever, like reference to when your was like a like kid or whatever. I'm not sure. Uh yeah, but uh, what do you think about Mai? Because I think she's an interesting character. She kind of has agency to the story, kind of not really. She was kind of always going to be the woman of the beginning, like even as so it's weird. Yeah, I didn't mind Mai at all. Um, I like her character a lot. Very caring. Um, you know, not the annoying character that people complain about, like Akiko. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and I kind of like how it all came around circle, like her popping up in certain places and come to find out she's pulling like an interstellar, like trying, trying to fix the past without, you know, like interfering too much, but she's like actually messing it up as well. So, Oh yeah. Cause like <laughs> things turn out different than they like started. Cause like at the start, the end of the series was that big horse fight. Like I th- it was one, it was some, it was one situation when, uh, she told, I forget who it was to do something, but they took it the wrong way. She's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I forget who it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like her character a lot. Yeah, probably like Kaido, honestly. Um, I, um, do kind of, one moment that I think did stick out to me as being weird is there's one scene where we see the, like, the old lady of the beginning when the, like, when the leader of the overlords dies. And I was like, is this, is this important? Is this, like, an actress I'm supposed to know? Like, and she's like, oh, she just showed up and, like, had a lot of presence. Just for one scene, basically. I don't remember that, that episode. The old lady. Oh, uh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh the um like she looks just like my. She's the wife that like the like oh, overlord yeah, guys yeah, like, yeah, yeah. with their life. The one in two. She's in one scene. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, she's in one scene. It's just very <laughs> weird. You could come home now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Like I should watch the um. Like WandaVision trailer after this. Oh but, <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Slacking. No. Um. So there's more to come. Writer game if you want, but that's the end of Comrade game as well. Yeah, such a great. I was about to say anime. Such a good show, Toku show for sure. 
It's, it might as well be anime. This is pretty much like, I mean, like yeah. a live action anime for, for sure. Take for that. Yeah, like that's what we always go for. Um, I think that um, the head writer for the series is known for Pula Magi Madoka Magica, which like you might have heard of, and Fate Slash Zero. Okay, Fate. So, okay. Yeah, so he's like a known quantity as far as like um, putting stuff out there and being over stuff. Um, like Psychopaths. Um, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this definitely felt so much like anime. I think that's why I was so obsessed with it. I want to see what the next like high concept like Carbon Rider show is because it's like, the, like once in a while there's a show where you're like, oh, they're going for something and, and they don't care about being like kid accessible. Like, <laughs> and like this, like, does feel like that. But yeah, it's a great series. Um, lots of fun. And next you have, and next you have Carbon Rider Double, which I'll be interested to see. Maybe we'll like have like a little, like sidebar at some point on like your post thoughts on that one too yeah i'll be looking forward to sharing my thoughts on, on double and uh once you watch uh the end of those two shows uh you could watch one of the best like weird like crossover movies because it's like a spoiler for both of those shows oh, really wow. yeah it's kind of like a big stretch between two different series yeah like four years five years yeah hmm. it's more like a post like double thing honestly like it's not like post game it's like midway through game this takes place so they just when like Shotaro shows up talking about shit that happens at the end of his show it's like well I hope you were there for that <laughs> so that is your second come writer done and so far so good I think um, hopefully you keep going through without too much issue Uh, not sure about Saber right now I'm pretty sure you'll like for double though so I think your first three will like to, will turn out like pretty good which is nice yeah, I'm slowly, slowly getting there. I learned. I know how to pick them, though. I picked some, some good ones so far. Mm, yeah. I think we're supposed to check out, what's the one with the video game ones? And the winner, right? Yeah. In November and December, we're doing okay. the first 12 episodes of the Cover Rider, like, EXA, which is a announcement, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to look at those across those two months. So after, and yeah, um, after Double, I'll be checking that out. Yeah. Like, that's a good show. Like, great opening. Lots of fun. We ended the show, so I guess wherever we just like end it now, and like I'm just gonna keep talking, and then midway through one of my sentences, I'm just gonna cut the audio. So really quickly, I'm just gonna talk about uh, here's what I think about leadership, <laughs> and uh, leadership is the process of 